What is up, guys? Coach Keith here. <laughs> Coach B. <laughs> that was uh, an awkward uh, introduction. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been more than a minute. It's been, um, what, six months? No, it hasn't. Yeah, dude. When's the last time we recorded one? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, it's been a minute, you know? Um, but I think... Uh, you know, sometimes the universe gives us a sign, and I heard our theme song some um, somewhere on some YouTube video, and my wife, Audie, said, you guys need to get back together. So now we're here. I know, man. It just worked out with me having an easier week, and I mean, we've both just been busy with everything, along with training, working, um, just everything in general, man. It's just been a, been a turbulent six months. <laughs> it has been. So what's what's been going on? What's what's the news that people want to know about Coach Keith over here? <laughs> uh, well, I mean news. I mean I don't know if there's any news, but um, yeah, dude, you, know, you got a you got a running coach. Yeah, I mean I think I had one. Uh, I think I just said it. Maybe when I first got no, on here. No. Had I ran the Ray Miller fifty k? No, you never uh, mentioned that at all. No, but I'm saying, had I run the Ray Miller 50K already? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Since we last. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I guess, yeah. So, I've had a coach since about the Ray Miller 50K. Um, we decided to kind of start me out on a really good speed block. Um, I've kind of been going through this kind of cycle of, of choosing races, uh, which usually I, I would do at the beginning of the year. Um, but with new discoveries, new things happening, um, just journey of life that takes you on. I just ended up switching like a bunch of stuff. I ended up finding a little bit more confidence in myself and where I was going. I think um, after I kind of started just messing with my own training, uh, rather than with you, I think I like definitely plateaued and hit just overtrained really bad because I got like I mean I wasn't super slow but slow to where I was going yeah um, totally from before and I think I really just needed to kind of get back to what I wanted to do in the first place and um, it was like a reset for you yeah a bit a bit um, after the Ray Miller I mean I just kind of just went down into shorter distances for the most part I did a five k and done half marathons and me and you just ran the chess bro half on saturday yeah good times we'll probably, talk, we'll probably talk about a little bit about that that yeah. was a, that was a fun race um how about you in terms of a <laughs> new stuff for you uh solid uh it has been crazy because you know i think last time i don't even know if we even mentioned this but like i dealt with covid right maybe we didn't no. mention that last uh, no. so i had covid um, the end of September, right before the 50k. Oh shit! It hasn't. It has been that long, because we were supposed to record something and run. So we had a 50k in Arizona. That was a game plan. Keith, uh, Josh, um, Dylan, and myself were going out there to do this like nighttime uh, 50k with um, Air Vipa running, and um, I got COVID like a week and a half before that race, and so I ended up not running that race. And um, it took me a good two to three weeks to bounce back uh, after dealing with COVID. And um, I signed up for a quick five-mile race. I did really well with that. And then I knew from that that moment that maybe the shorter stuff might be the best stuff in between um, 
you know um and what was what was going on that day uh that it was Ray Miller 50 miler. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. So in between that, that whole training block, I decided just to do shorter stuff because I didn't know if my body can handle, um, doing like the longer efforts. So I really kept it chill. And when I came into the Ray Miller 50 miler, I had no expectations. I think my biggest thing was trying to go as far as I can. Um, and honestly that race taught me a lot. I actually DNF'd it, the 50 miler. I went down to the 50 K um, I finished strong. I finished 35 miles that day with about seven feet of climbing. So I really can't complain. Um, but overall, like, yeah, that kind of, I think the shorter stuff, like you said, definitely set the tone because even after that, what was I doing? I was doing like Spartan trail, 10 Ks. Um, some of our friend, Daniel SoCal trail, shout out to him and his races. And, um, you know, Keith and I have been doing really well with that stuff. So I think the shorter stuff was been, um, the fun building my speed and building my confidence. And, and then we did chess pro, the, the great race by Dole and Keith, uh, killed it. He got third place overall. I ended up getting, um, I think 31, I think it was something like that. 30, 31. Uh, I had a great race. It was actually my longest effort at that pace. Mm-hmm. So I can't complain. Um, averaged around seven thirty nine for myself and my paces are pretty consistent. So I really couldn't complain about that, especially with the, the climb that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you a, a question before we uh, veer off here. So I remember seeing you at the Ray Miller 50 and um, what was it that made you go down to the 50 K? So it's going to be a two part question. <laughs> what was it? What was the exact moment that you knew you were going down to a 50 K and what was the moment that you felt you built your confidence in the short distance? So I think, so the old bony, so before Ray Miller, the old bony five miler, I got third place. And I think so let's, let's back up. Though. Yeah. Let's so, back up. So what was, so let's go, <laughs> let's go to the 50 miler. Okay. And then, go, yeah, cause uh, I know uh, the story. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's put it for time context. So the 50 miler was a solid race. I can't complain. I, so <laughs> the funny thing is, so somehow we missed a turn and we saw you. That's when we saw each other at the 50, because you're running the 50 K. So we all met up. And at that moment I met, I saw you, I think that was close to like mile 11 and at mile 11, I was not feeling the best. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a weird feeling because usually, you know, when we were doing our training runs, right, we were doing 20, 20 miles, 22 mm-hmm. miles, um, a lot of gain. So I think around mile 11 when I saw you, um, since we took a wrong turn, it's all the same loop. It's just we went backwards, so I ended up doing more climbing. And um, when I saw Keith, we gave each other a high five. And then I saw Josh, OG Josh, and he was um, – you know, he's in the back chilling at his own pace. And, and when I got to that point, I was like, well, I'm not feeling good. And it was mile 11, went to H station, ate some watermelon, did my thing. And then as we were going to Guadalajara, climbing up to head down, I was feeling a little more, um, a little more like it felt more humid out there for me. So my body was, I guess the huge thing was I wasn't drinking enough water or I was overly drinking water enough, not enough electrolytes. Mm-hmm. So my body just like was done mm-hmm. at like mile 17. I started mm-hmm. cramping up at mile 17 a little bit. And so I started running and I got to mile, 
I think that was mile 19 for you. It was when we were heading to Old Boney, when we were at Danielson Ranch. I think it was like 19. And that mm-hmm. was end up 20-something. That was like 24, 25, maybe, maybe almost a marathon. And so we were trekking in on Old Boney um, Trail, and I literally sat there on a rock. <laughs> and I said, uh, I don't know if I could do this. I was dizzy. I was not feeling good. I was super dehydrated. And um, and then one of uh, my friend, Nicole, that she's more of a, a Strava friend, right? And we always talk to each other on Strava. She saw me and she's like, yo, Brandon, are you all right? And I was like, nah. I'm like, I hit the wall. And um, thank God. I She's like, hey, Jin's here. This guy I met, Asian dude. Hey, he's here. He'll help you. And I was like, okay. And so um, he literally gave me what I needed at that moment. He said, he literally was like, hey, I did the 50 mile I went down to mm-hmm. and I didn't want to push it. My wife, he's giving me his whole story. And I was like, oh, dude, you're going to you're not going to finish 50 miler um, at that time frame that you wanted, you know, because he was even saying, I don't know, I'm pushing it. And um, and he's like, let's just chill. So I said, sure. So we were climbing and we we're just talking, getting to know each other. And all of a sudden I get this boost of energy. And I started drinking. I literally drank 1,500 milliliters of water within like a mile and a half. Mm-hmm. And um, I looked at the climb, the Chamberlain climb. You know that climb. Yeah. We do it all the time. And I, we know this route pretty well. So I looked at the climb and I said, dude, I don't have like another few miles of climbing. Going up Chamberlain Trail to Sandstone was that another three miles, four mm-hmm. miles. And then going to the parking lot and then climbing another two miles, get back to that spot and then running back down. So at that moment, I looked at the sign and it said 50K route or 50 mile route. And I saw a bunch of people going up the 50 mile route. And I was like, I don't have the energy. I can't do this shit right now. And so um, I pounded whatever water I had left in my bladder and I had two 500 milliliters with me. And Jim was all like, Jim was like, let's just go this way, man. I said, all right. So then we kind of just trotted. And then all of a sudden, I got this boost of energy right before Serrano. And I was like, huh, this is weird. So it was kind of like this energy I just released. It was just like, it wasn't meant to be. So I ended up going to Serrano, got some water, ate some more watermelon, did the last climb, met some dude. I helped push him. We both kind of pushed each other going up Fireline. And then we went back down to Ray Miller and finished the race. And then Audie met up with me. Um, maybe like halfway on the trail at the ending part, um, I'm Ray Miller and she ran with me and she's like, what the hell? Like, I can't keep up with you. You're running too fast. And I was like, mm-hmm. dude, I'm trying to get down to this thing cause I'm cramping up really bad. So I crossed the finish line, get my medal. And then, um, yeah. And then at that moment I said, thank you God for like, letting me finish this race and getting to that stage, even though it wasn't, that was only 15 miles off from really hitting a 50 miler, mm-hmm. but it was a smart move on on my behalf of knowing where to push it and where not to push it. Mm-hmm. And um, and at that time, you know, I had two. I think I had two races in me, like shorter races. I had the old bony mm-hmm. five miler, and then I did a Spartan ten k. And the the five miler, I got third place. I was saying earlier, I did really well and I felt strong. And then the Spartan race, I did. I took a wrong turn. So technically, I I could have. I was probably in the top five or six. Mm-hmm. And I knew from that moment, I was like, okay, I have a little bit of confidence. And then Ray Miller happened, and then I kind of felt a little defeated just because like I signed up for this huge fifty miler race, right? But then Adi said. Why don't you try something quick? Like, so I started doing these 10Ks that Spartan's been kind of like hosting. And then Daniel's been hosting the SoCal Trail races. 
And when I started to do these races, I started to feel a little more confident with the speed I was doing, the type of training I was doing, especially training Scott because he's doing a lot of speed intervals. So it kind of got me more motivated to like want to better myself as a runner and as a coach in, in that realm. And um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a long two-part question, but I, I, I think it's just, you know, like it's like what you felt when we were talking about um, when you first decided not to do the 100 mile, right? And then mm-hmm. you went down to the 50 mile. And then after talking to your coach, Matt Daniels, you said, hey, I'm thinking about me even going to the 50K. And then he kind of persuaded you to, hey, maybe do the 30K at fast, you know, this because you want to qualify for the um, the 50K championships at some point. And, um, and, it, and that's like kind of how the process for me was. It was like, okay, like now the 100 miles not on the bucket list for any of us except for OG Josh. Um, as, as long as he's feeling healthy and then the 50 mile was on the list, but then Audie was like, I don't think you should do the 50 mile. So then now I'm not doing the 50 miles so now I'm doing the 50 K and now I'm really pushing myself to want to do a fast 50 K under five hours. That's like the, the goal of mine. Mm-hmm. And so now with the speed work and the, and all that happening these last few months, it's been motivating me and building my confidence within myself, knowing that I can sustain a good pace especially after this past weekend, you know, like I did the half marathon and then I ran a 5k with her, uh, with Audi as a cool down. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was 16 miles on my legs. And even with that time together, 16 miles in two hours and some change is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. So I'm like high on life. Like, Hey, mm-hmm. I can definitely push 16 miles in two hours. What can I potentially do if I, d- I did another 16 miles, you know? Mm-hmm. So the 50 K is motivating me. And what is that? A month and a half, give or take. So, I mean, uh, it's kind of a lot of thoughts, a lot of stuff in my head. Yeah. But it's kind of the same process as you. You know, you kind of eliminated what you felt wasn't necessary, right? And then now you're building your strengths. Like Keith knows his strengths of um, uphill and flats and running downhill now, right? He's starting to get this whole vibe of what he could potentially do. And that's where I'm at. And, I mean, you'll talk a little bit about your, your stuff more in detail, but... Um, having a friend and someone that you look up to that is much faster than you, but also more humble about it kind of shows you a way of, um, you know, it shows you a new direction, a new path of like what you potentially could do. Cause when we used to run together, it wasn't like, you know, you would kind of hang out with me instead of me kind of keeping up with you. And then you kind of let yourself go and let yourself out there with other people that you've been meeting. Right. So you mm-hmm. met like another 20 people, um, this guy has like so many Strava friends now from last time we've done our podcast and he's been running with all these fast people, especially, um, Nate nasty, you know, that guy, <laughs> that, that guy, that guy's crazy <laughs> Throw fast up Thursday. Keeps <laughs> <laughs> running fast. I, I mean, look, uh, I think in life we, we figure out what we're good at and what restraints are and you figured out what you're good at mm. and you figured out what you're what your potential is, even though I know your potential, you know, it just took you a while to really figure that out. And I think having a a coach that understands what you want and what you need, um, has been super beneficial for you. So, I mean, talk about that, talk about that relationship with him. Talk about like your running and like, like what was the turnaround point for you when you realize, okay, like it's my turn to like fully embrace this. Because, you know, when we were first running, we were always trained together. We were like three or four days a week. Mm-hmm. And we were doing a lot of climbing. We were doing a lot of running. It didn't really matter about the paces. I mean, yes, in 
some sense. It was paces and not paces, but mm-hmm. it was mostly just getting out there and having yeah. a good time. So what changed with you? Like, talk about this training and your coach. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I guess as he said, I, I hired uh, Matt to, to coach me. Um, it's really a really a great experience. He's really a great guy. He's really humble for a four-minute miler. <laughs> That's for sure. He's like the nicest, most humble four-minute miler I've ever uh, no joke. been he's able a, to. He's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, he's cool, man. Um, and, I mean, obviously we have just the online connection, but just from interviews and um, from other stuff I've seen, he has a cool little documentary on YouTube um, about his first Western States um, experience, which is cool. You should go check it out. Um, yeah, he killed but, it. But for me... Um, I think once I hit like 100 miles, then 130, I hit 130 miles like one time, but then like... That's my birthday week, right? You did 100. Yeah, yeah, 130. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like it didn't, it had some structure to it, but then it didn't. So like, I don't know if I got the actual benefits of running running 130 miles. I think I just beat my body to shit, to to be honest. You're doing 20... 20 mile days yeah i did five 20 mile days in a row and then like just probably like not at any type of speed just to get it done and then um i mean i was fine like i felt okay but i definitely got a bit slower was that more of like a an ego thing for you of like hey i gotta just do 130 just to say i did 130 or was that like i mean there was no thought process right with that you just said hey i want to get up and just do it so you just kind of did it right to be honest I was in such a different mindset, yeah. and I think that since I wasn't hitting the speed that I wanted, yeah. then I just bump up the volume, the volume. and then like Less that'll. I I just honestly, man, like if I'm just being 100 percent honest, I think it was more of like the self gratification kind of thing. Like, of course, if I can't run that fast, then I can do this for much longer, and I think that kind of just was digging my own grave so to speak you know um in terms of running like i I luckily didn't get any major injuries or anything from it um i'm i'm really thankful for that but once i got kind of coached by him he kind of looked at all my stuff and he just was like, okay there's a lot of potential here you just gotta you know kind of structure it better so i haven't run really over like 84 miles in a week in like a long time. Like I've been consistently at 70. Um, yeah. Probably like 69 or 64 was like the lowest I've done. Which is which is weird because I remember, I think I remember we met up for a run and you're like, and I looked at your Strava and I said, dude, you only have like 30 miles this week. And you're like, yeah, man, I'm just chilling right now. I'm just building. <laughs> and I said, what? Like, because usually Keith is at like by the third, fourth day of running in the week, he's usually around 70 at that time. <laughs> yeah. you know? And then I would be like, I would be close, maybe like 40. <laughs> right. So like we had this different mindset. I guess we both had the same mindset at some point, you know? Yeah, a bit, man. And, um, you know, once I ran the 50K, as you talked about, and I won't make this long, but like, I mean, that Chamberlain, that did me into because i number one i that was a big confidence and ego drop as well but talk about that race because not everyone knows about that race because you play second overall yeah i did so he's very humble right now they don't want to talk about this race but he literally was in competition with like uh jesse haynes and um some other fast dudes that were running that race 
and you probably didn't even know about Jesse. Jesse Haynes is. Uh, I do now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's a sponsored athlete, you yeah. know, by Ultra, and he's going to Western States 100. I think that was like his first, probably big run, you know, to like get training for that. But you were with him the whole time. It was like you two and then this other dude, because I remember seeing you guys pass each other. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess I can just kind of recap it. Of course, uh, recap for, it, dude. Sure. So um, I was. Listening to too much Hayden Hawks podcast <laughs> before that race. Yeah, we did. We did talk yeah, about that. Yeah. <laughs> so this will <laughs> shout out Hayden Hawks. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I don't know about this. <laughs> uh, but he just he's on these podcasts. He's just super confident uh, guy, and he's just like you know, just start out, go fast. You know, just go fast. This is all I kept hearing. I heard about his 50k speed go, so I was like, you know what? Maybe it is time to see what what Keith Kilgore's got in him. And so, as soon as that uh, podcast ended, I took a caffeinated gel five <laughs> minutes before the race start, and uh, I went up Ray Miller like it was a 10K. Like, just kept going. I ended up talking to Jesse after, yeah. and he was like, he looked, because I, I didn't know him at the time, but he was like, this dude either has no idea what he's doing, or he's just going to blow up, yeah. like, quick. Yeah. And then I was like, there's no way he's going to keep that pace going up Ray Miller. And then once I did and he made the turn and he couldn't see me anymore because I kept going so fast. He's like, oh, okay, you know, maybe. So I, that made me feel pretty good. And um, I was running and, you know, the volunteers were there, all did a great job. But we, we didn't have cups and stuff like that because of COVID. And I'm just like not as comfortable with the handheld yet. And so this guy poured electrolytes like down my throat and it just that just tore me up like it le felt like i swallowed a basketball like and i still had like like half the race to go oh yeah because that's where you're climbing up uh hell hill yeah hell hill and yeah. then i was on hell hill feeling like shit and yeah and, and i knew at some point i said keith's gonna pass me at some point and then i heard your voice literally like down maybe like 100 feet down and i heard you laugh and I was like, oh, shit, Keith's here. Bruh, I was laughing because <laughs> I could not understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And yeah. just like, I mean, because I've trained on there like a million times and like felt great, great. And then just that one thing just tore me up. And I I, I hiked the rest of Hell Hill like because I couldn't even like I just needed to wow. slow down for a bit. Yeah. Then ran down uh, Wood Canyon. And then, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah ran down Wood Canyon. And then, um, oh, is that Guadalasca? No, uh, what Canyon Vista? Okay, yeah, so what Canyon that's Vista? That's a two mile, two mile down. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, then yeah. once, like, when I got to Chamberlain, I called Christina because I was, I was suffering, man. Like, I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Why am I out here? Like, yeah. nobody's here. I'm in no man's land. It's yeah. just like I finally, like, I got a, a look on Chandler who was number one. Yeah. But I just was like, I can't catch him right now, you know. And then I saw two other guys. So I was like, wait a minute. Like, did I get dropped or something? Like, you know, so then it just, I was just in a, a negative space. Yeah. And um, finally I talked to Christina and, like, honestly, I was expecting her to be part of the, the pity party. But she's like, she's running with my homie Dave and she's just like, yo, I'm, I've ran 12 miles the first time since, like, Forever, you know, because remember she was injured, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. So I was like, "Well, fuck, guess I can't invite you to this party." <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, uh, uh, you know, what I'm saying, so, my girl so, just ran twelve yeah, miles. Yeah, you know, I, I and so um, that gave me a little, a big boost, and so I finally was able to get a gel down, 
Like, because yeah. I wasn't able to eat or nothing, like, with oh, my stomach like it. that. And uh, got it down, and that's when I started taking off. And when I got to the marathon point, which is around, with 26 miles, around 4,000 feet yeah. or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 4,000, 4, 4,500. Yeah, because you were you're at that, I think that that was near Fireline, right? That was like- Close, yeah. It's like, the, it's like right before you exit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. A, uh, there. And um, I was at 334 for the marathon, like time. And I was yeah. like, oh shit. I was like, okay, I'm still cooking. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I felt, it, it made me feel good, you know, yeah. because I felt like I was going really slow. Yeah, like, you know, That's pretty fast. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was I was definitely going fast, and I thought so. I got to the last fire line climb, and I just that's a brutal climb too, especially. Bruh, at the I so the girls were there at the at the aid station. They're like, "Okay, fuel up, because this last climb is." I was like, "You don't need to tell me." I was yep. like, "Man, yep." I just looked up at there, and the thing was, I saw number one. And like close enough to where I was, okay, I could give it a go. Yeah. So I grabbed a little bit of watermelon. If I maybe stayed another three or four minutes to just refuel, I think I could have gave it a solid go. But I went too fast out and just died out. Um, I finally caught like a little bit when I got to the bench at the top of fire line. Went up to overlook um, that gel caffeine just kicked in like and i just bolted down ray miller like yeah. looking to catch him yeah. and uh didn't happen though and i threw up <laughs> when i got to the to the bottom so uh yeah well at least you didn't take a wrong turn literally like no nah. i so a there was a wrong turn for me in the beginning and then somehow nothing was marked so the GPX file that they had on on online was much different than what the course was. So me, and oh like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. me and six other people did a a, a trail called Coyote because that's what it was. Coyote trail, yeah. <laughs> that was on the that was on the GPX file. So me and these six people, we end up going another extra thousand feet. That's why I almost got seven thousand feet. Yeah, yeah. And um, that was a brutal climb because I'm like, because at that point you guys are just going straight down um, Sycamore mm-hmm. Canyon. So you get to Danielson. Yeah. That would yeah. have been easy for me because we were going down that to get to the Hidden Pond. So we actually went to Coyote, which is like another crazy climb. And that ended up right at Hidden Pond trail mm-hmm. area. And then we had to do Hidden Pond. And I was already burnt out from that. Yeah, itself, yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, dude, that race, I guess, taught us both something. <laughs> You're it's having a... issues. I was having issues. Yeah, we were both having was... stomach issues, which was, that's actually kind of weird. Yeah, it was a, it was just a brutal race, man. Uh, weather was good. Everything else was good. It just just beat me up a bit. And so uh, it took like three or four days off. Okay. I, actually, I maybe even took two days off, honestly. I, I think you did. Yeah, and I, then I got right back out there. Yeah, because I texted you. I think I texted you a couple of days after that race, you know, and then we, I think we did maybe a lighter run a couple mm-hmm. weeks later together just to like re talk about everything. But <laughs> funny story was after that race, I got home, I called Keith and I was like, Hey, how'd you do? Whatever. Cause I didn't know what was going on. Audie says, oh, I think you got second place. I called you to congratulate you. And literally <laughs> Keith didn't even know what was going on. I went to go step outside the SUV and I cramped up. And I fell like I like looked like someone tased me and I fell down. And you told me, you're like, I thought you're out of breath for a second. And I, didn't, <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on. I literally, Audi opened the garage um, and I opened the door to get out. I literally just cramped up so bad that everything in my body seized up and I fell down off the, the seat 
and I land it and my phone's still on as I'm talking to Keith and Keith's like, you're breathing kind of heavy, all right, dude? And I was like, bro, I just fucking cramped up so bad right now. And then um, Audie looks back and she sees me on the floor and she picks me up and I literally couldn't walk. And then I took a hot shower and then the muscles relaxed and I was able to like stretch and do whatever I had to do. But we run that course all the time. At least like the trails, we know it. But for some reason that day, things weren't clicking as what we are so used to. But I guess that's life itself, you know? Life throws curveballs at you. I guess you just have to figure it out and what um, what works for you and what doesn't. And I guess clearly we found out some stuff that works for us. And, you know? Um, yeah, but for me, you know, I think had I had got first, yeah, I might have been satisfied. So with you, where I was, so you were, so you weren't satisfied. Yeah, because I got second and I won it first. Like, That's a, so was that more of like I know you won it first, right? But I mean, in some sense, was it just more of like was that that self gratification of like yes, all this hard work I did, this would have been like a perfect win for me at the end of the year. Was it like that kind of like satisfied? Like, did you want to feel that way? Like, when it comes to that, or were you just thinking like? I'm only satisfied if I win. I'm not, I'm not satisfied if I get second because top three is pretty amazing, especially on that fast. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, it's as a competitor, you know, you love to, to win. And I mean, especially by that margin of, of losing by, you know, you feel like it's just a small thing. Oh, yeah. What, but, was, it, what, was, know, it, what was the time that you lost by? I think like 32 seconds. 30 seconds? 30 seconds. No, excuse me. That was the chess bro. I think I lost this one by like like a minute which in a 50k is is pretty close yeah of um, course but you know i think i would have taken a month off i would have like been chill into the new year you know instead like i was i was immediately you're grinding i remember that yeah bro i went into grind mode which is here i am now yeah is to write like that chest bro half yeah is like definitely some of the fastest closing I did, I did like yeah. 604, 602, 546, 546, oh, which four. is like, yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, last yeah. four miles. That makes, that makes plenty of sense because I do remember, because I remember I took some days off and then off of the Ray Miller and then you were grinding back to like doing speed sessions and doing hard, hard, longer runs and all that kind of stuff. Like things didn't change after, things didn't really change with you. You just took like two days off, three days off, whatever it was, and then you went back at it instead of like taking a week off because you normally take like a week off or so you know what i mean or at least try to quotations yeah but i just um, your mindset was much different you know yeah i just knew that uh there was more work to be done and um, i was worried about you during that time actually why just because i didn't want you to burn out oh yeah i I mean i was was quite the opposite man like i just i just started reading and, and writing and um i just knew that i wanted to get faster and i knew i could so and you figured out what your potential was and you knew that you didn't hit it so then you went back at it and started to figure it out again i don't think anyone ever knows what their potential is until you're forced into the situation with whatever you have yeah and yeah. um i think when it comes down to it there will be moments in your life or whoever's life that it'll come to be asked of your full potential. Yeah. And you'll either answer the call or learn what you need to do to answer it better. Yeah. Because after all this talk, I feel like I just want to run Ray Miller 50K at the end of the year. Well, <laughs> to end of the year. Yeah, I, I guess I might I mean, as well. 
That was your game plan, right? From the beginning, anyway. No. I've been been scared off of 50K for a little bit. Yeah, Keith's been... I mean, we've been we've been talking about 50ks, and um, but yeah, he's gonna originally he's gonna do Bryce Bryce um, Canyon 30k, right? That was like the your biggest race, I guess, of the year. Well, technically, it was supposed to be all these other ones, but he went down to the 30k. He's gonna give that a good effort, and then um, but now, so <laughs> so it's kind of funny because we we did you know this half marathon together um, over the weekend, and then. Um, you know, before that, we started talking about other races, and then all of a sudden, you're like, "Dude, Timothy Tolson's podcast with um, with Debo was so crazy good." And then you're talking about, and then that's when you called me, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Hey," or you text me, and I said, "Hey, I'll I'll uh, well, I'll call you." And so we talked about your your potential with what race would be beneficial for you, and hopefully, I steered you in the right way, you know. But um, now all of a sudden, now you're doing the mammoth. McCoy 26 yeah 26k which I'm gonna be end up doing as well because that one seems like a fun course I mean I went to Mammoth for the first time last um, October it was kind of bad season because everything kind of snowed everything it snow came early um, there's a windstorm rainstorm and a snowstorm when I was there so I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't even run really. I was freezing my ass off trying to run three miles each day and um, and so I told Keith oh shit man I gotta I gotta run this too so I'm gonna be signing up soon for the 26k but it has about what 4,000 feet of climbing or something like that yeah something crazy so altitude and all that stuff and um keith's big thing right now he's a great climber and now he's becoming a better um, flat and downhill so i told keith i said look bro this is your race (laughs) you know so he signed up for it so that's i guess your next race right but that's in the fall, unless you're doing something in the spring or summer. I mean, I mean Keith hops in randomly all I of a sudden. I know, man. I had these, these two are trying to rope me into the Point Magoo race, which I'll, I might end up doing if I feel good. But I'm I a might, little... Uh, I'm going to volunteer probably that race. Yeah, I'm a little... little uh, well, I'm tired now because I ran earlier. But I definitely... I've just loved the spirit and the community that has been there. And, I mean, just having people come out and cheer when, like... And these are people that don't know you or nothing, man. You just build relationships with people. And, like, I mean, he talks about people adding me on Strava and stuff. But, like, it, it's because they come out and support in the first place. Um, there's an experience and an energy around it that is just, like, it. it I can't really mask it or, or I can't put it in words, really. But it's just something that makes you want to keep coming back, even if you don't have the freshest legs or whatever. And you just do your best and your best is all that anyone can ask for. And, um, that's, that's what keeps me keeps you going. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I, I even thought about running and I was like, Oh, but then I feel like I've been doing so many races like the Spartan race. Cause I got the Spartan trail 10 K big bear next month, right before Bryce. So this will be like a good effort of learning how to run uphill. Cause mm-hmm. Donnie, Donnie said that, you know, when we ran it uh, a couple years ago, um, it snowed, so they couldn't do the full loop. So they yeah. had to do it out and back. So then I didn't. I don't know what it's like. Even though I, I've ran that in the the fifty miler I did years ago there, um, Donnie said there was a lot of climbing when he did it last year. So it got me more excited to be like, okay, let me. So now when I signed up, I recently signed up before the price went up, and I said, okay, this is my moment to really put more effort into climbing and yeah. try to figure that out. And after Chess Pro. Um, 
you know, we did 1200 feet of climbing, you know, for me, uh, keeping a steady pace in the eights, the high sevens, eights, and then maybe mid eights, you know, as we we're climbing, I felt great. And I didn't realize we were climbing so much until we were at the very top and I kind of mm-hmm. like power hiked a second to like get a breather. And then once we were there, I was like, Oh crap. I'm like, I ran yeah. this much. And I didn't even know until I checked Strava and Strava was like 1200 feet of climbing. I said, what the hell? You yeah. 1200 feet of climbing. And I said, okay. And that's when I really figured, okay, there's so much more potential I have within myself. So now I'm doing big bear and, um, and that's a competitive one because I remember last time we did it, there was a lot of people came out and they ran, mm-hmm. they ran some fast times on that. So this is going to be great, especially because I've been very involved in these Spartan 10Ks and it's been great to see that effort of me being top 10 in every event I've been doing. So I'm like, okay, like I could definitely, I'm only a couple minutes behind this dude. I can, yeah. what, what, what can I tweak to better myself to be closer to this dude? You know, and I think that's the exciting part of training and I, I, I'm getting excited. Like every time me and Keith talk, we're like, you signed up for this race? He's like, yeah, dude. I'm like, and it's our buddy's <laughs> trails. Yeah. And then, you know, he did, we did pretty much one every month because it's been going on since yep. the beginning of the year. So now he'll probably do the, what is that, Point Magoo 17K? You going to do the 10K or 17K? Thinking about it. Thinking about it. Most likely 17K. 17K, which yeah. is a great loop. Um, it's a new, um, I think they added a new section to that. But, um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a great time. I think I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to see a lot of people there, um, and I'll cheer everyone on. But other than that, you know, I think um, I think we're solid, right? Yeah, we are, I think man. we just wanted to catch up real fast because it's been six months, and a lot of people have been asking what's going on with you and Keith. Everyone thought we broke up and, you know, this and that. And I'm like, nah, dude, he's been busy. I've been busy, and I've been trying to figure out a time. Because, you know, uh, Keith got another job at the ranch. I don't know if we ever mentioned that. It's been a while. But he's been working at the ranch. And then um, his schedule's been all over the place. Because you're working like three days a week. Four days <laughs> yeah. a week. Nonstop yeah. hiking. Yeah. Five, six hours a day. It's a, it's a grind, man. But uh, you know what? It's just it's getting to the clear part now. And um, I think everything is just going to pay off as I just keep plugging away. And uh, just learning to work a little bit less actually and uh put a little more effort into myself there you go yeah bro see there you go i guess we'll end it up on that note <laughs> um we just want to say thanks guys uh for following us still and listening to us and um i guess we'll try to do this at least once a month i guess yeah. that's the goal I see mean. you guys in six months but uh, <laughs> i want to wish you guys good luck on your races good luck in your lives good luck at work good luck in anything that you got going on and good luck to whatever else is in the future Definitely. Thanks, thanks guys. Take care. Cool down combos. Cool down combos. Peace. <laughs>